Hello and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show extravaganza. My name is Josh Game Over Man Bashinsky, and today I am joined by my Black Hat co-host Clint Butler. Say hi there, Clint. Hi, everybody. Clint, you and I were just discussing some of the new stuff that's going on. And before we get to that, I just want to say, if you've never seen the show before, this is the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show, where we discuss White Hat SEO, we discuss Black Hat SEO, we discuss what's new in these fields, we discuss what really works in these fields and what doesn't work in these fields. How do we know what works in these fields? Well, because we test. We have uh, dozens of test sites. We run hundreds of tests. Uh, the group that we belong to, SIA, has run well over 200 SEO tests now at this point. We also run the core software, which allows us to check any niche and see what really correlates with rankings of that niche and what does not correlate with rankings of that niche. And so we can say with some scientific certainty what ranking factors are and what ranking factors are not. And so unlike every other SEO out there who's guessing, they read a blog and they think this is probably a ranking factor or they listened to something John Mueller said and, th and thought maybe this is a ranking factor. On the other hand, we test those things and we have a higher level of knowledge they do. And that's why we're better and we are the best SEO show on the YouTubes that's only marginally modified by the fact that we're one of the only SEO shows on the YouTubes, but we're one of the best and you can listen to us and be reasonably assured that what we're saying has been tested at least at some point. And if you want to know what my evidence is for something, you can ask me and I'll tell you. So that's what we're, that's who we are. That's what we're about. Now I'd like to start the show with the segment we always start off with, which is what's new in SEO and being the resident white hat, I will being the resident white hat for you podcast listeners. I use scare quotes over white hat, white, white hat being the resident white hat. I uh, I will share the screen and I'll go over to my my friend Barry Schwartz's trusty blog, and here's what he says is new. Um, we've had a bunch of Google Core algorithm updates, and uh, I mean, on one hand, it's not rare at all because they make core updates all the time, but on the other hand, it is pretty rare because they don't always announce them. We can go for six months or eight months without a core update, and then they do like four in as many months. So again, May apparently. There's been more uh, updates brewing. It uh, doesn't look like Google has um, uh, admitted they're doing a core update, but they definitely have been doing updates. And I saw the, the effect of this on a couple sites myself on May 25th. So, uh, and definitely low quality sites were hit. So I'm thinking Panda personally, uh, but it could be a number of other things. Uh, John Mueller recently, for this update here in April, for these updates here, uh, I was recently listening to a John Mueller hangout on from April 6th, and he, he verbatim admitted, and I found this quite interesting, uh, Clint, you might find this interesting too. He point blank admitted that yes, Google uses user signals. Uh, he did not use his tired old, we don't use the analytics bounce rate. He said, yeah, we use that and others. So he point blank admitted that. I was like, wow, that's, that's a change in their PR speak. Okay, okay, that's one. Two, he also specifically talked about relevance uh, the uh, usually the core updates are quality uh, uh, based, but he fully admitted that these April updates were more relevance based. And he said, "What you're targeting," he, he he said everything he could say without actually saying keywords. What you're targeting on the page, what your page is about. He said all those kinds of words. He just didn't say keywords. So I found that super interesting. Uh, and given that when we checked it out, we found on these April updates, and I've shown this before, but I'll show it again just so people see what I'm talking about in case you're new. We found from the April 6th update, we ran Quora, and you're like, if you want an example of the advanced scientific knowledge, or the more scientific knowledge, the more scientific-y knowledge we have compared to other SEOs, well, this is how. We ran Quora, and we, we found the correlation points of what's correlating from that April update, 
and we found this is what's up. Uh, when something is up 172 points or up 62 points or up 80 points, that is not just correlation. That's not just smoke. There's some fire there causing causing the correlation. So that's what we, he said that relevance was the main factor in the April updates, and we have can corroborate that as well. That yes, look, keywords, keywords in, in, in HTTPS, keywords in span tags, keywords here, keywords there, uh, keywords everywhere. And terms of service was up another 50 from the last update, which was up another 50 before that. So this is how we can kind of know uh, with some scientific certainty as to what is going on. And that's the kind of stuff that we do, uh, plus empirical testing as well. So that's what's going on new in the white hat area. Uh, Clint, we were talking about indexing for the black hat area. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, your your trials and tribulations of indexing and how that's still progressing. Uh, well, really, for sites that are in Search Console, Search and uh, Fetch and Render have been doing better for us. It used to be still slow, but it's doing better. Mm. Um, I think the older the site is and the longer it's been inside of that Search Console, the faster it is. Mm. Uh, but that's just a pure guess for me. Maybe it's just, you know, happenstance. And then you were saying you were having issues getting your Web 2s indexed. And I mentioned that uh, brute force indexing, it's a thing that Holly was teaching and talking about inside of your group. Uh, that's been working well for us. So I'm running, I'm running some new software and building some junk links just to see if I can get them indexed with brute force uh, with consistency. Right now, they're, they're about 80%. Um, but then again, really, at the end of the day, what that brute force is, is it's going out and I found some sites that Google just happens to love and it's putting your links on them. And if you do a little bit of the backlink research, those are in China. So it might not be an option for your money site. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, that's interesting. I'll have to email Holly and find out more about this brute force because up until now, it hadn't been a problem for me. All the links that uh, I acquire through white hat methods. Um, they're all on high profile blogs. And so when I submit them to Google, they're indexed two days later, tops, 24 hours usually. And that's kind of a good indication to me of what the quality of the backlink is and how much I would trust that backlink and, and how kind of good it is. If you're trying to get your backlinks indexed and you can't get them indexed in Google, I guarantee there's a spam issue there. There's a filtering issue there. And I think that's the way that Google is protecting itself against uh, inorganic backlinks is that uh, the more spammier they are, the more they have the footprint of all the other backlinks in, in the disavow tool and every disavow file that everyone's ever submitted, which is what they machine learned, of course, is why, the, why they made it. And the more your links represent that, the harder time you're going to have. So that's what's going on there. Yeah, I think with the Web 2s, what you guys might want to try doing is start adding terms of service, privacy policy, all of those fancy legal pages that people don't bother doing, I think Google's looking for them because we started adding those uh, to our tier ones, and those are indexing pretty well. So that might be something to look at. I, I would agree. I would agree. So, um, all right, so moving on. So let's move on to the rest of the show. So I had a bit of a kind of a presentation. People have been emailing me and asking me about how I'm getting these results. I've been sharing some results I've been getting lately. And people have been asking me exactly what I'm doing to get those results and not just throw up a, a line graph where the line goes up and say, see what I can do, and then not explain how I got that at all. So I wanted to explain a little bit uh, exactly what I was doing in each kind of scenario as much as I can because usually it's a lot of client work I'm doing. And I don't want to just, you know, not that I've signed, not that I'm under any NDAs right now that I can recall 
for any any current clients, but still I kind of try and not just here's my client site and check it out, you know, kind of thing. Even though negative SEO is really hard to do, uh, you don't really have to worry about it. But but uh, still, I try not to do that. Before that, though, I want to make sure you guys get your questions answered. So as always, we're going to answer SEO questions. We can do a site clinic if you want to post your site and have us take a look at it. So put uh, your if you're watching live on YouTube, you can ask your questions in the top right-hand corner. Uh, ask your questions. Try to use some asterisks uh, while you're asking them. So I can see them with my with my big Coke bottle glasses here that I can't see nothing with, and uh, uh, and we'll try to get to those questions. And uh, first off, I'll show you just some some kind of so my philosophy as SEO kind of how I'm doing this and kind of what's going on on my end of things here. Uh, and because some people asked, so I will show you. Okay, so so uh, let's see which one we're looking at here. We're looking at this one. Okay, so. There's a lot of different stuff going on, and it has to do with the on-page optimization. We're using Page Optimizer Pro. Uh, we're acquiring, we're acquiring, you said acquiring with scare, scare quotes. We're acquiring links for customers on usually high-quality blogs uh, because they're more expensive, but those are the, the links that are counted in quality. And, uh, uh, you know, more newspaper links, stuff like that. And, uh, and and getting boosts that way. So this particular graph here you're looking at here, this is a comparison from uh, from months from doing an audit and then doing on-page SEO and just seeing the, the small boosts on average, uh, you know, one spot boost. But it's not always about, there's just different KPIs to measure and it's not always about the ranking boosts. As you can see here, the impressions went up quite a bit and the clicks went up a, a fair amount, about a thousand. So that, uh, but even, but a lower CTR. So that tells you that going for better keywords, right? It's not only just about improving the rankings on keywords no one gives a crap about or no one searches for. It's about getting better rankings on better keywords that get better clicks that are going to give you better sales. And that's what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, you want to get higher quality traffic. Not all traffic is equal. You want to get higher quality traffic that's going to give you better conversions. So that is, is an, another factor. And it's, you know, I will often trade... I will trade crappy rankings for better rankings when like this average position could go down sometimes, but the impressions go way up and the clicks go way up. And that's at the end of the day, that's what I want because you want traffic at the end of the day. The rankings are only a, a, a metric of traffic, but not necessarily a one-to-one -one metric. Here's another example here where we did better on page. So again, we, we did get the rankings a little bit higher, but now we got better impressions. Uh, and we're getting, we're getting better clicks and a better CTR because the on-page is more specified. And again, I'm using Kyle's Page Optimizer Pro tool for that. That's what I would recommend. It doesn't hurt to have John Mueller's email and him responding to you. Uh, if you want to do SEO professionally for a while, it's good to get to know Google and to have contacts there that you can rely on. Um, here's another example of more... This is another on-page example. And so here's an example of... Previously, uh, these guys were not anywhere near where they wanted to be. Uh, and so what we did is before this date, and this is this is recent. This is just, you know, whatever, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So they were here at, at average position 39. We did on-page for them and getting them better queries and ranking better for, for the, the searches they want to rank for. Again, this is all by using Kyle's Page Optimizer Pro tool if you can figure out how to use it. The, the average CTR gets better, the, the impressions get better, and the clicks triple. So at the end of the day, that's what you want to see is the, the, the clicks tripling. Yeah, it's good to see a bunch of position one and, and, and three and page one rankings, but you know it doesn't necessarily matter if there's no CTR at that point. 
<clears throat> excuse me, I still have this cold. So there's there's that uh, on page. Let me show you some more different examples here. Let me share the screen again. Uh, Clint, you're using Page Optimizer Pro 2 as well, right? Or are you just still using Cora? Cora is good too. Yeah, I use it for, uh, I call it, it's part of our basic on page optimization. So we knock that out and get some really easy wins using that. Uh, and then we go back with Cora because Cora just, you know, you're running that by page and it takes fucking forever. So right. um, Page Optimizer Pro is a little bit faster. And I mean, and I'm not here to sell Page Optimizer Pro to everybody. I just have to doff my cap to Kyle because quite frankly, there's no other way to do it. There's, there's like, we keep finding extra keyword spots through our tests. Like I just recently found that the name attribute is a keyword spot that will boost. The ID attribute in a div or a paragraph tag or a span tag, any ID attribute will also boost. Uh, and we found out there was one more. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, the image alt, which, which I mean, is not that controversial. People have, have rumored that for years. Well, we tested it and we proved it's true. Those are all keyword spots too. And there's like 10 other keyword spots, H1s, H2s, H3s, H4s, title, URL. You could manually spot check this with your eyes and compare them to all the competitors on page one and, and do it by your eyeballs by 50, you know, 10 different factors on 10 different pages and take a couple of days to do that write it all out and then plan your page or you could run this tool and have it done in, in five minutes you know it's it's that's it's that simple so i would use page optimizer pro um it's based on our latest research it's not guest based it's research based that's how we're getting these results uh for for the any on-page stuff we're doing and uh and cora is another beast cora is does on page, but it does everything else. It checks for every other factor. And so it's kind of like, these are two guns you need in your holster. You need Page Optimizer Pro, you need Cora, you need Josh experiments, you need three guns and three arms. That's what you need. <laughs> so let me show you some of these other results we got here. Okay, so like I said, um, so here's one. This was this was on page. So not only is it about this is the previous ranking, zero, which means it wasn't ranking for it, and this is the rankings that they got for it now. So not only is it about when you're doing on page, getting like getting better for you know whatever the, the you know Cal Expo Gun Show 2018. It's not only about that. It's about making them rank for keyword families. There's after since since Hummingbird since June 2013 and Amit Singh all have them rewrite the entire algorithm based on the Hummingbird uh, 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 algorithm, which is uh, called Hummingbird because hummingbirds are quick little animals that can go from the flower back to the nest really quickly. That's why they call it Hummingbird because it goes it goes from the search query to the database and back super quick, and it goes back to the database and says, okay, they searched for gun shows California. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rank this page, and I'm gonna show them all the pages that are even like statistically partially related to this. And so there's keyword families you're ranking for now, which still has an exact match keyword built in that you still need to optimize for, and you should be doing keyword research to find out which the best one of those are of the collection. But you're gonna start ranking for collections now. And not every collection or keyword family is, is created equal. Some of them give you better results, both in terms of rankings, in terms of impressions, in terms of CTR, and in terms of traffic, and in terms of sales. So it's a much more complex. It's about a five-part multifaceted calculation you need to make in your brain when you decide what keywords you want to go for. And so I was able to make this client. We, changed, we, we switched up the keyword families he was ranking for. I was able to get this client, you know, thousands of extra impressions for pages he was not previously ranking for at all. I was able to get him page one rankings like that, just doing on page one, one day, boom, 
He was able to get a bunch of, of these because he already had the authority and the quality to tell Google that he should be trusted and should rank for this kind of stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sure, I'm sure, Clint, you've done the exact same thing. So you got to do the keyword research to find out what is the best um, keyword families to go for. And then it, it, you can look like a superhero by just being like, okay, look, okay, I'll just do your own page and boom, now I got you ranking for and, and here's another trick that I like to use. And I will fully get off my cap to the late, great Eric Ward, uh, the late, great Link Moses, who, who unfortunately passed away recently, but was in the SEO industry for years. He, uh, he was like one of the original SEO guys who was doing link building. He's called, he was called Link Moses. And I got this trick from him. I will totally admit this trick came from him. Put the year, if you have room in your title, put the year at the end of your title. It seems the QDF doing the date signal seems to give you a bit of freshness. It does seem to boost a couple pages and it gives you access to better keyword families over people usually, especially when they're searching for like a product or a service or an event. This is they're obviously searching for events. You want to have 2000, the, the current date in your title uh, because then you get better keyword families. You get It seems to give you better rankings and gets you better clicks and better conversions because these are people with a higher buying intent. So the only thing, the only catch is that when it switches over to 2019, you got to switch all your titles, right? Every everywhere, everywhere you have to say 2018 on your page, you got to switch it over to say 2019. So just get your programmer to do a search and replace across the whole website, and that, that should be easy to do. Whether it's in HTML or it's in MySQL or some database, it should be a, a simple search and replace, with just a few exceptions. Okay, now what about audits? You're asking me. Well, audits are also super important. For example, this uh, this is a recent uh, client who got me to do an audit. I always start with an audit for the simple reason, and I'm sure Clint, you can attest to this as well, probably, and that I don't know what a previous SEO has done or what you did previously. I can promise you page one results, but at the end of the day, if, if, if there's some technical problem on the site or some filtering problem, or there's duplicate content, or there's canonical issues, or hreflang issues, or mobile issues, or URL parameter issues, or any of these kinds of issues, crawling issues that I don't know about, then I can be doing all the on-page and off-page in the world. It's not gonna, you're not gonna go anywhere. And so this is just a simple audit. All we did was an audit, and all they did was fix the stuff I said in the audit, and look how they, they've, they've made a good recovery from this drop and, and, and going all the way up. You can also see that here, where this person, this was person was being hit by Panda. Right, all these drops, all these, all these huge spike downs, all these drops you're seeing, is where Panda decided they didn't like them and they started A/B testing their site and taking them off the SERP for for hundreds of queries and putting someone else on there. That's what it looks like when you've been doing bad linking, and/or that's what it looks like when Panda doesn't like you. They start putting you in in a spam slash quality kind of A/B test. We were able to stop that shit by doing an audit and figuring out what they didn't like, and the, it's usually the quality, it's usually the user metrics and some filtering. And and then get them at least not only ranking higher, but ranking consistently. Even if this line didn't go up, even if this line stayed completely uh, parallel, which at some point it does, it's hovering around position eight here. But I stopped this this the A/B testing. I've still increased their total impressions and their total clicks over the year. And at the end of the day, that's that's what matters. Is more clicks is what matters. I'm giving you the the position so that we get more clicks. It's the clicks, the traffic, and better traffic that's hopefully going to buy or, or, or convert on whatever they need to convert on for you, whether it's an info query or, or a sales query, is what we need to do at the end of the day. If you don't do an audit, 
then I'm not going to know this. We're never going to fix this. And we're going to be spinning our wheels and wasting your money. And I don't like to waste your money. I'm, I'm At the end of the day, uh, I'm sure, Clint, you'll agree that SEOs are there to make you more money. We're here as business consultants to make you more money. If we're not making you more money by a certain timeline that we've agreed is reasonable to, to get you to rank for whatever your goals are, <coughs> and we're not doing our job. We're not doing what, what, we, what we promised to do, what we're supposed to do. Uh, another example, and this I've showed this example a couple times, but I love this example. This is a fellow who didn't think he needed an audit. He swore to me up and down, there's nothing wrong with my site. I don't want to pay for your audit. Just start doing linking. Just start doing this, this or that. But I convinced him to do an audit, and this is what happened. <laughs> uh, I can't get enough of this one, sorry. So, so these are people who got an audit. They didn't think they needed one. Everyone thinks, oh, I don't need it. I did my full audit process and I found, you know, a good, I always find 10 things or so that are wrong, a good five to 10 things. I found like 12 things on this site. Said, fix this, fix this, fix this, fix this. In this order, he did and boom, this is what happens. So this is clearly some kind of major filter he had, some kind of major panda. It was algorithmic. There was nothing in manual, nothing in the uh, manual actions. So this is obviously some kind of algorithmic uh, thing. So if you ever think you don't need an SEO audit, now, when I say SEO audit, I mean, I mean like a full in-depth audit. I don't, I do not mean, I'm sorry, SEM Rush, and I'm sorry, HRS, and I'm sorry, I've had you guys on the show. I like you guys. I apologize to everybody out there I'm about to insult. However, your audits are shit. <laughs> your automatic audits on SEM Rush or HRFs are complete crap. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong, they'll check some things. And, and, and I will even use a tool like that to just check some, some boneheaded things. Robot text, yes, there. Sitemap is there, yeah, yeah. You know, some just simple things like that, fine. You can, you can click a button and get a program to spit it out. Just like when you go in to do a, a P test at the doctor, you know, a machine's doing that. A human being isn't you know, measuring things. And like they, they put it in a machine, I got, I'm, I'm assuming, they put it in a machine and they get back out. But a human being with their eyeballs and their Coke bottle glasses has to look at it and push up it on their, their, their nerd face and go, oh, look at this. And someone has to analyze it, right? You need a nerd like me to analyze it to be able to know what's going on and read the data, right? So when I say an SEO audit, I mean I'm taking five hours of my time to manually click around your site, check your Google Analytics, check your Google Search Console, check everything in there that I know is important for ranking because I've tested it. <coughs> and I find all the stuff in there that's broken that some people think it's a factor, some people don't. Some people think it's a minor factor. Some people think it's a major factor. I know whether it's a major factor or a minor factor. I know from providing results like this one what it is you need to fix and what you don't need to fix and in what order you need to fix it. That'll save you money. That'll save you time. That is the only way you can proceed with SEO. So I'm doing, I'm, when I say an audit, I mean like the kind of audit that the top end white hats like myself and Eric Enga and, and Eric Ward, rest his soul, and those kinds of guys do. They charge way more for theirs than I do. They charge five or 10 grand for their audit. That's the kind of audit I'm talking about. I charge way, 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 way less because I've, I've boiled it down to a, an art. I've boiled it down to a science where I can, I can get these things done. Even on a huge site, I can get these thing, things done within five hours and leave time for a post-audit phone call where I give you exactly a work list of exactly what you need to do. So it doesn't have to be me. It could be anyone who has as much knowledge as I do. Get that person to do an actual eyeball audit of checking everything out. That's, that's what you're going to need. <clears throat> and then after that, what kind of improvements can you make? Well, we can make improvements by updating your, your on-page. So here's a big uh, on-page boost that we got. Now you notice, interestingly, 
although the CTR went down from doing the on-page, the impressions went up. That's kind of a weird thing, but at least the position went up, right? The, the clicks did go up, but uh, in those in that time period, but the impressions went up. So I don't know if they got that was a better keyword family or not, but at least that shows you can push the needle in terms of in terms of the on page. It is the keywords he wanted, so I'm presuming that that's exactly what we should expect. And again, um, from from having no rankings before whatsoever, ranking position a thousand, which is nothing, on hundreds and hundreds of keywords by doing the proper on page, you can you can go boom, you can you can put them there on page one. And ranking for a whole bunch of different stuff. We're doing the proper on page, um, and also uh, doing linking. So here's some link building that we were, we acquired. We did some uh, perfectly white hat uh, link acquisitions for this one. We did it for this one as well, and uh, uh, here's another one as well that uh, that got better in terms of the the rankings. Anyway. So that's that's kind of the philosophy of SEO. That's kind of um, how how we're doing it. You gotta you gotta do an audit first. You gotta figure out you know what all the the boat anchors are holding your site back. You gotta make sure you're healthy before you run the marathon. Once I run some scientific tests and I know you're healthy, then we can put you on the marathon, so to speak. You can run your your 5K marathon, and we could do the on page and boost that up and get you to a certain point. And we can see if you need to add the money and the risk of adding links and social. And in my opinion, that's that's the white hat way of doing SEO. That's not that's not the white hat way of doing SEO. That's every way of doing SEO. I'm sure, Clint, you take the same risk mitigation strategies we've discussed before. Yeah, that's you know the process you're talking about there is the same thing we do for all of our clients. And the number one argument we have in month one is I haven't heard from you. Well, that's because we're doing the audit. <laughs> and our sales guys, you know, I, I had to beat it into them is make sure they understand the first month we're probably going to be doing mostly the audit for the first month and you're not going to hear from us and you're not going to see results it's just the way it is so make sure you're clear on that right now yes uh, and then we add to that depending on you know the types of clients we had a client that wanted to, us to rank him for hosting but you know he's competing in one of the most competitive markets on the internet for right. hosting and you know it comes with a budget of fifteen hundred dollars so i was like well i hope you have a year because it's about how long it's going to take us you know yeah <laughs> and then, that was a that was a very liberal estimate <laughs> yeah and then two weeks in he's already complaining that we're not sending him reports and I'm like well guess what you know you one you paid fifteen hundred dollars so you're not really a priority when i have clients paying thirty thousand uh-huh yeah uh, two we're doing your audits. You're just going to have to wait. And uh, so, yeah, and a lot of people just don't get that. They think that in our, in our market, we're not, have not done a very good justice because we sell a lot of products that will rank you quickly, rank you fast, use some kind of hack or trick. That's great. You know, I'm all for hacks or tricks because it makes you money right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't set realistic expectations to what real SEO is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I won't name any names, but I've, I've definitely had people in the past who are like, I want to rank for payday loans. Okay, um, how much money do you have? $300 a month. Okay, well, it's going to take 10 years. <laughs> you know, yeah. $300 a month. 
Well, we had a lady come to us yesterday. She wanted to rank in LA and competing against Match.com and all those other sites in a dating market niche. Mm -hmm. and she came with a five hundred dollar budget, and we <laughs> we quoted her just because it was fun. We're like, well, here's your twelve thousand five hundred dollar <laughs> budget. <laughs> it's gonna take yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, it's kind of sad because there's no way until you talk to an SEO who knows what they're doing. Uh, so like you and I are people like us and not any any fly-by-night Fiverr people or stuff like that. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm putting my hand up and saying anyone on Fiverr doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, sorry, I, I just said that. I apologize to Fiverr. <laughs> to, uh, I apologize to everyone on Fiverr who's not going to tweet me angrily, but they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, and, uh, and not only are they not either they're setting unrealistic expectations on client in or they're not setting any expectations on client in. And so you get clients come to you and are like, okay, you can guarantee page one. Yes, I can guarantee page one. Uh, the, the question is how much money and how long it'll take, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, usually my estimates are pretty good. Uh, but you know, if you wanna rank for, I hope in your business plan, you've included an idea of how much it's gonna cost really to start ranking for payday loans or some of these crazy queries because uh, I'm telling you, it's not 2001 anymore. It's 2018. We are in later stage uh, SEO scenarios where big brands own everything and they've spent millions, millions of dollars to get where they are. And if you think 300 bucks a month is going to compete with a million dollar budget, sorry, it's just not going to work. What 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 I do in those cases for all those and a lot of people watching the show are, are trying to be SEOs as well. So I'll, I'll just mention this quickly and I'll go to your questions. What I would do in that case is all about managing client expectations. So either you tell them that ahead of time and or uh, if that's not apparent ahead of time, you know, you'd be like, okay, well, we're going to have to wait to rank for those head terms. And in your head, you're like, yeah, we're going to have to wait forever on this current budget. But <laughs> let's get you ranking for some long tail. Let's get you ranking for some smaller terms. And you just take the client and, and from this bad idea they have here, you just turn them to the good, to the good idea that's going to help them and just take them that way. Yeah, if they'll listen to you. There's just some people that, no, I will rank for, I have to rank for this. And just be, all right, well. Yeah, that's, that's the other problem. In the service. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's in any service industry, you're going to get people like that. He said he understood it was going to take a long time. I was like, all right, well, it's a, it's $1,500 recurring that pays for the company's bills. And that, so that's how I look at it. Um, but there's just some, I think, unfortunately, in our market, there's just people that will say, oh, yeah, I can rank for that for $500. And they'll take that client, and that client will give them three, $4,000 before he realizes, he or she realizes, nope, he can't, he ain't doing it. And then now all of a sudden, SEO didn't work for me, or SEOs are a ripoff. Well, you just yeah. happen to get ripoff by a client. That's what happened there. So Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it really is sad. It really is too bad. I know exactly what you're talking about. I get those people weekly. That's unfortunately that's usually who I get because I get more penalty recovery and 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 stuff like that. Yeah. So I get people who uh, usually have been uh, hurt, screwed over by some other SEO, and now they don't have any money left, and they need me to fix it. And I'm like, okay, well, I charge. XYZ is what I charge, right? Right now, just so you guys know, I, I still have that sale on the SEO miss sale for, oh, maybe a couple more days, May 30th. Uh, so email me really quickly because June it stops. But uh, <clears throat> I'm doing 50% off audits to produce those results you saw and 50 uh, or a reduction on uh, uh, six month term contracts. But um, uh, yeah, they don't have enough money left in the budget. And that's the problem is that Google's making SEO harder and harder every year. 
and the big brands are dumping more money in the SEO every year to make it harder and harder. And their but their budget it gets to the point where they they no longer can afford the the business they've chosen to do. Like um, <laughs> you know, they want to be whatever they want to be a, a host a hosting company, a server hosting company. They they no longer have the money left in their business plan to pay for the marketing budget or what it'll take to rank. They just don't. So they didn't do their proper SWOT analysis. You know, it's 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 half their fault, half half. Uh, capitalism, like Google and big brands, fault that they that, that they made it more expensive to rank to weed out competitors, and these guys didn't real read the writing on the wall and didn't realize that, and so now we're the unfortunate guys who have to explain that to them, and they don't want to hear it. it it's insulting, you know. It, it's, it's not a good scene, you know. But but to be a good ethical person myself, at some point I gotta kind of be like, sorry, your business plan is shit. <laughs> you you you, you yeah. made a bad plan here. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I have to be the one to tell you. You never come off smelling great being the guy who tells them the hard truth. But. It's better to have that conversation in the beginning than to destroy your reputation now. Yeah. Uh, I've taken quite a few clients that came from those three or $400 guys, and then two or three months in, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're the same as me. Well, two to three months in, unfortunately, I had to clean up the mess that you happened from the last year. Yes. And then I have to actually rebuild everything on your site. And now I got to do back. You haven't given me enough time to show you your results. We had this conversation before. Well, I just can't afford to keep paying this. Well, then that's a whole. That's not me. That's that's your problem. Yeah, uh, and I hate to sound cold, but you know I'm running no, a business just like they. We are. can't work for free either. We have we have employees to pay. Yeah, you know, so it is. It is, and I, I have, I have reduced uh, fees for people who are really in need. I shouldn't say that on air. <laughs> I've never reduced fees. Don't ask me for reduced fees. But for I've people, reduced fees, and I've regretted it every single single time. Yeah, well, I, I do it with knowing what I'm getting into. So, like for example, if it's a good cause, like a, an anti-bullying website came to me, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we don't have any money, but we, we have a really good cause, anti-bullying." You know, and as you can imagine, with the red hair and the glasses, you know. And three and three black belts. Clearly, someone was bullied when they were younger. So I'm like, sure, I did their audit for free. I'm like, sure, I'll do your audit for free. Uh, I even gave them some services for free. Some of the people who were in my movie, I gave them some free or reduced services as well, because uh, I know I, I I interviewed them. I know exactly how hard Google screwed them. So I can't do that for everybody. Don't email me and be like, please, 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 please. I'll give you I'll, I'll give you whatever discount I can. But I have a sale going on right now. So email me now. Don't email me in three weeks and be like, can you still do the SEO miss sale? Okay, let's go and answer some questions here. Uh, Ola SEOs, Ola Ken, how you doing? The magnet says, "I like the hair." Thanks. <laughs> I told my hairdresser. I went. I recently went to see my wife's hairdresser, and he's this rocker guy. And I and he's like, "What do you want to do?" I, I said, "I made the mistake of saying I don't know, go crazy," and so he did. <laughs> he went crazy with my hair. I don't know. Now I feel <laughs> like I'm in California or something. Okay, easy tutorial asks. Keywords in span versus div tags. Keywords in span versus dig tag, div tags. That's a great question. Uh, the answer is either there is, we've tested this, there is no benefit per se in having tags in uh, uh, keywords in span uh, versus keywords in div, except where uh, what we did test was the ID attribute on the div tag. We did not test the ID attribute on the span tag. My hypothesis, and this is a guess, an educated guess, is that it will still give you a boost if it's in the span or the div using an ID with the keyword, but we only tested the div. 
So if you want to make sure you're doing what we tested, we tested a div, which is a block level element. The span is an inline element and doesn't uh, naturally produce a, a block level effect for the rendering of the, of the content. Um, so it might work, it might not. I think it probably will. I'd be more assured that a P tag would work as well because a paragraph tag is also another block level element. Uh, and so in terms of the document object model and the way it flows, it, that would probably be closer. I don't know, what do you think, Clint? Do you think the span would work as well as the diff? Uh, honestly, I never even used span until Cora, and it just came up correlating. So, I, I, you know, other than that, though, it's not part of my standard practice. So, I would if if you're at that point, then it's probably good to have someone run a Cora sheet for you or run it for yourself. But yeah, um, I don't see any. That's that's going pretty deep. So that's going I, pretty I, deep. I, yeah, I would just yeah. do div tags, quite frankly. Yeah, I would stick with whatever um, uh, Page Optimizer Pro told me to do, but I would stick with div tags because uh, that's what we tested. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stephen Hawkman, hi Stephen, asks: Have you ever tested Pinterest for backlinks? Does getting pins, repins, uh, work to boost your SERPs? The answer is yes. I have done real-world testing with Pinterest uh, links, and I've definitely uh, seen what looks to me to be a boost from from that. And I know that Kyle from SIA, uh, our main tester in SIA, has tested Pinterest as well, I believe, out of the social uh, group he tested. And uh, I think he saw a boost with that as well. So uh, I would say for sure, definitely. Chris Brown asks, what about indexing press releases so they stick? Um, Chris, I'm not entirely sure what you mean. What about indexing press releases so they stick? Uh, oh, right. Did you, you just mean what about indexing press releases? Okay, if you can't get that press release indexed, then I guarantee you don't want it, right? If it's if it's taking more than a couple days to index that press release, then it's a spammy, low-quality Web 2.0 link like any other, and I wouldn't even be going for them. i just forget about it and go for something else. Well, he's talking about stick primarily. A lot of people get, get hung up on that. The way press releases work is they're so it's news essentially, news rotates. So what comes out is in the old is replaced with the new, and that's what Google is kind of doing in their in their live index. Those are still there. They're in the back. They're in the back end. They're in the the back end index. I guess we'll call it that. The dark index. Um, <laughs> well, you've made a new thing. Freaking out. <laughs> exactly. They're still there. They're still counted. So get it crawled, get it indexed at one time, and just move on. It's it's an SEO press release. You're not going to get real traffic from those unless you're you know a good brand or someone's actually really interested into you or you send something through like PR Newswire. But if you're using an SEO press release, get it indexed the first time and then move on. It's you're you're wasting your time trying to worry about it sticking and it still being there. Google doesn't want that shit in their index. So they're, they're giving you credit for it. They just took it out because no one else cares about it. Yeah. Now, you brought up a really interesting point. So the dark index. I've been wondering about this myself. Just because I can't get Google to show it to me in their main index doesn't mean it's not in some form of supplemental index. Exactly. Because sometimes you see you see weird results. Like uh, Dory, from the, the, the originator and owner of SEO Intelligence Agency, she has long uh, tested her old PBN network, where she had hundreds of thousands of PBNs 
that got de-indexed by Google and they did some testing to prove that those links still pass juice. Yeah, that kind of, you know, solidified my theory of that there being a, a quote unquote dark index. Because Google is pushing through, let's say there's so many pages being published every day. Mm. Like, honestly, there's just no way to manage that. You know, imagine the resources and all that stuff. And Google's only showing what a hundred pages in the search results. People are only using the top, the first two or three pages uh, <laughs> right. in search results. It doesn't make any sense for them to do that. So why not delete that stuff out of there? So, um, yeah, I, I. Uh, kind of I'm along those lines especially with press releases I had a press release service don't get into that business just so you know there's a bunch of retards in it <laughs> but <clears throat> that's that's what to do it's get them indexed get them crawled the first time and then when they fall out the next day don't worry about it they're still there yeah um yeah and 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 just so everyone listening realizes that's going to it's going to go more in that direction not less it's going to get Google is going to get more and more pages thrown at them to index and filter and spider and crawl and decide what they want to do with it, not less. And they're going to get more and more and more uh, picky and selective as to what they uh, index, uh, what the, what they decide to crawl, uh, 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 filter or index as well. So don't think that you're if your strategy is to build Web 2.0s or crappy Google sites or crappy PBNs or low quality public posts. If that is your strategy to rank your website, A, you're already too late, and B, you're definitely too late moving forward. That's not gonna work moving forward. Trust me, I've tested it. Uh, uh, although in my testing, um, uh, all of our test pages uh, were able to get some juice out of them, but the minuscule amount of juice you get out of, of, of links like that is so tiny compared to what you would need to rank and then at some point you just start A-B testing that page. And I still have pages that are A-B testing in the real world. All my test pages A-B tested for two weeks and they went fine. Now I'm checking my real world sites and they are A-B testing for a lot longer than two weeks. So there could be extra quality issues there. I'm not really sure. That's why you test in an isolated environment first and then you test in the real world. Uh, and so I'm telling you, even if it gives a little bit of positive juice, that's not going to get you where you need to go and it's going to give you less juice and be harder to index those pages as time goes on so that, that cannot be part of your strategy now okay somebody shared a site to do a site clinic and so i've i've been ignoring the last few just because i want to answer questions so i will actually try and do this site clinic here for you my friend uh it was breezetech.co.uk so let me share my screen and uh maybe Maybe uh, Clint, if you want to just check out this this domain yourself and see what you can see about it, if you see anything interesting, that would be cool. I will share it in the chat here for our, our conversation. Okay, so the first thing I like to do always is check your brand name to see if you come up first. You very well should, and you should have site links. So this is a good sign that if you have site links uh, for your own brand name and you come up first as opposed to your Twitter coming up before you or your Facebook coming up before you, that is one low quality sign that, that you can need to watch out for. The next thing is here, I noticed you got reviews. This is good. You need to have reviews and you wanna have as many quality, uh, positive reviews as possible. These are from Facebook, that's perfectly fine. That's what you want. And you also got 39 Google reviews, uh, highly reviewed, that's good too. So you definitely want that. Uh, I don't notice any, the other thing you wanna check out here for, which I haven't mentioned for a long time, is look for any negative uh, uh, press on you. 
You want to check to see if there's any scam or negative reviews here for you because Google does have something they call the bad merchant algorithm. And they do check for sentiment analysis. At least they, 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 fully, they admitted that they did years ago. Whether they still do or not, I'm not sure. But I don't know why they would, would ever change that. So check, you know, even if you can check for a review to see if anybody has a bad review about you here, if you can see anybody talking badly about you, that's definitely a good thing that you want to do. <coughs> Excuse me, my mouse just lost connection. Now to get connection again in a couple seconds. I should have replaced the batteries before the call. Whenever I go to do any kind of technical uh, uh, demonstration, something always goes wrong on my computer. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Okay, mouse, come on. Come back now. The next thing I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to check uh, if I'm out. There it is. If mouse ever comes back. Okay. Now, the next thing I'll check here, let's see what kind of metrics you got. I can very quickly uh, get your metrics from uh, SerpWorks here. So um, you have an 11 trust flow on your main page, 34 PA. That's pretty good. Avoid. Don't try not to get anything that says a spam score from from Moz. Not that that's going to hurt you per se, as far as I can tell, but it's it's definitely going to render some of your links useless. Um, looks like you've done some on page, but this is probably not what you want here. So that doesn't look too bad from here. So let's click through to the site and take a look at what it looks like. Okay, I like the picture. Tech repair and support to your door. It's kind of clear exactly what you do, and I have a button here to get started. This is actually not too bad. Uh, this, is all, this picture is almost selling the dream because you want to sell the dream of what it is you do. Um, you might want to have a picture of a nice-looking fella uh, who is going to come to your door and fix your computer shaking someone's hand and that would be selling the dream better Assuming that's what you do. That would be selling the dream better uh, so, Assuming that's what you do because you provide support to your door This is a little hard to read in that that image, but it's not too bad. I like how this sells Clint What do you what do you think about this? Uh, this sales value proposition? here? Yeah, I liked it uh, It got my attention right off the bat and then it wasn't so obnoxious that I didn't notice that there was other content down there on the page. So, yeah, and it gets get started right here. I think this is better than most. And I yeah, think just sure. a few small improvements, it, it, it could be even better. Uh, okay, so you got your services right here. Great, fantastic, surprisingly affordable. Good. You're 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 selling to them. You need to sell them. You need to prove to them that they can afford you. That's definitely what you want to do. Cool, you got the VR glasses going on there. Fantastic, you got testimonials. Okay, good. Now let's look at some of your um, your, your your pages. So phone and tablet support. Let's see how can well. We, can we look at that page a little bit closer? Which one? Come back to home and open up uh, SerpWorks on the page. Sure. And then click on the H tags. So here we have the H tags. Yeah. Click on that. So I've been preaching this for quite some time, and then tools like Cora and uh, PageSpeed Optimizer kind of honed in and and, sub and agreed with what I said. <clears throat> Google and a lot of SEOs say you should you can have multiple H1 tags. I say don't do it. And if you change those H1 tags right now, uh, 
you're going to do yourself a great service. So tech repair and support your home, your door, support to your door is probably the only one in that entire list that's related to your business. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of those are just, it's, you know, a lazy programmer decided to use H tags versus actually setting up for what their purpose is. So uh, that should be your introduction, your primary keyword should be in there, or at least being able to tell Google what your site's about. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. And it's, um, I wish there's a w easier way to test this. Cause I agree with you that that's the way that like, if I had to make an hypothesis as to how that would work, I would agree. Cause Google is a bunch of HTML nerds from way back. Like I am. And they know that a level one block heading that should be the title of your document and any subtitle should be an H2 or an H3. Yeah. You, you don't necessarily want or need, you should only have one of these really. And, and they should all be related to the topic of your page. Think exactly. of that like when you're in college or yeah. you're in school, you wrote an outline to that's your, that's your outline to the bots right there. Um, you know, that looks good because you're doing the styling and all that stuff, but then you can code that styling with just using font sizes. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, um, unfortunately, with with H tags now, people just gotten lazy and they can set H tags and CSS and it looks the same uh, across the board. It makes faster for faster coding, uh, but it makes for sloppy SEO. So. Um, that's why I recommend it changes. If you don't, if you want to test that yourself, go find a website and local. Those are the most responsive for this. H1 exact match keyword, H4 exact match keyword, H2 and threes related to the actual term, uh, and then uh, re-index it and watch what happens. And I guarantee you'll see that. Yeah, and I know you're you're getting that from Cora because Cora quite often shows H4s correlating with rankings for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, you know you've done it, and you you, you show that it, you get a, you get the boost from it. So, yep. yeah, I mean, so also just so you guys know, this is SerpWorks. I've I always use SerpWorks on the SERP, but I've I've I finally got off my butt and fully installed it. So now it gives you a bunch of other extra stuff about what's going on on this page, including SEM rush traffic and stuff like that. So that's fantastic. Um, when you're doing sales calls, this tool here is invaluable. You do screen share, bring up their website, bring up SerpWorks. All your stuff's right in there. You bedazzle them with the numbers and then sign up the client. Yeah, I would agree too. That's that's another really good way to use the, the, the tool for sure. Um, phone and tablet repair to your door. I like this. Uh, the, the titles are mobile and tablet repair London, crack screen, email setup, breeze tech. So that's not the best title. It's not too bad. It's got your keywords in it. Phone and uh, tablet repair to your door. Well, are you trying to... Now we've got a discrepancy here. So we got phone in the H1 and we got mobile in the uh, we got mobile in the title. So you definitely which which keywords are you optimizing for? We have phone in the URL. So we need phone in the uh, in the title tag probably uh, to be optimized by this. So at the end of the day, we can get the stats here by going to SerpWorks and see what's going on here. But um, you need to find out. Well, how many words uh, your your competitors have by using Page Optimizer Pro, and then we need to again probably trim down these H1s. And Page Optimizer Pro does does also um, concur with what Clint is talking about. It's going to say not only do I need you to put one less keyword in an H1, I need you to remove a bunch of H1s and change them to H2s or something like that, 
Although mm -hmm. I usually ignore that suggestion and just do the, the keywords in, in the H1s. But it wouldn't hurt to follow Clint's suggestion because uh, I would be willing, even though I've never tested it in a controlled environment, I'd be willing to go on Clint's uh, uh, in the field test that he's done on this and count them as, as true. <coughs> so uh, it's not too bad. It needs some more optimization. Uh, in terms of sales, I like it. Book now is right here. You can't miss it. And you're selling the dream. Yes, here's a guy fixing my phone. That's exactly what I want. It is so important to sell the dream. In fact, on that April, um, uh, you can you can always tell what level of uh, Google Hangouts I'm up to. You might be wondering, uh, you know, if seeing that I'm doing all this testing and I'm such an experienced SEO, how many Google Hangouts from John Mueller do I listen to a week? The answer is all of them. I've listened to every single. I'm in I'm in the Google class for SEO. I've listened to every single uh, John Mueller Hangout since 2012 when he started doing them on Google on Google Plus. I'm, I'm a little backlogged. I admit I'm about six episodes behind. So I just listened to April and it, that is about two months behind now at this point. And so that's why I'm mentioning this last one. But I've listened to, so just to finish that point, I've listened to all of them. And if you want to be an expert SEO, you need to listen to all of them too. And you need to know how to weigh his evidence, what, what's good evidence and bad evidence out of that, and then do your own testing as well. Or at least listen to us who, who we, have, we have the time to do testing so you can make a better decision. But anyway, the April 6th uh, 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 hangout that he just recently had, he also mentioned how important it is for local to be sales oriented, right? Uh, and even from, for, for global sites to literally have the keywords on your page of what it is you want to rank for. This is John Mueller from Google saying this. So, so it's, it's whenever he gives you a point blank ignition like that, it's, it's golden. You need to listen to it for sure. So I think this site's not too bad. I just think you need to do some on-page optimization. Um, what, what are we doing here? For links, trust flow, citation flow looks okay, I guess. Page authority, domain authority, okay, again, I guess. It depends on your competitors. So let's say you want to rank for, this guy probably wants to rank, well, let's see here. Um, this guy here, oh, I'm not logged in right now. I need to log in, but. Uh, okay, computer tech support in UK Google. Uh, or even in-home in tech support is a better one. Okay. So if I do in-home tech support and I go here to my other cool tool, which is here uh, from Bright Local, and I say United Kingdom, and I say in-home tech support, I do the search. <coughs> I can search as if I'm in the United Kingdom. Well, I really should have done London, I guess, but... But okay, so these guys are called Breeze Tech again. Is showing up here anywhere? No. Well, let's just to give you apples to apples, let me do that again. Let me go in home tech support. Let me go here to uh, Bright Local. I will do United Kingdom, but I will say London because they were London specific, as I recall. In home tech support. Here we go. Boom. Now, uh oh. <clears throat> yeah, London. Okay, so it's using London, United Kingdom. Uh, is Breeze Tech showing up? No. Uh, here they are, number five. And that's probably personalization because Google knows I've been there, so that's what's popping up there. Even though personalization is supposed to be turned off right now with PWS equals zero, it doesn't always work in, in my opinion. But anyway, okay, so now this is what we need to do to check to see. What you need to do to be position one, well, 
The average trust flow is, is 33. Trust ratios of 0 0.55, 0 0.84 are good. PA is 33, and the keyword density, again, is zero. So no one is, is actually opt optimizing for in-home tech support the way they're supposed to be doing. So there's a huge opportunity there for you to get that better on that. And so you need 33, 33 is what we need, is the, the metrics I look at. Trust flow and PA, that's all I care about, really. And you've got uh, 11, and you've got the PA you need. Assuming that this is the page that you're trying to rank for in-home tech support. And if you're trying to rank your index page for in-home tech support, then that's all it's supposed to be, and you should double down on that keyword, right? If Google chooses you for in-home tech support on this page, then you're going to double down on this page, and that's what you should be doing. But your trust flow is way too low. You got too many uh, spam scores. My mouse just died again, damn it. <laughs> yeah, the trust flow is way too low. Uh, the PA is where it needs to be. Stop buying crap links. Now you need traffic to go through your links, or you need you need uh, links on main blogs. You need to acquire them, quote unquote, acquire them on main blogs. We are actually going to get some clicks through on those links to get you a better trust flow, and that's what you need to do for that. Uh, Clint, do you see anything else about this site in particular? <clears throat> yeah, I'd fix that. I'd say number seven for the same search term. So. Um... It's not bad at all. I would fix the H tags. I'd do that first, see what happens. I'd fix that title tag on the homepage to in-home tech support. Obviously, hopefully you've done your research and maybe on-site tech support is better uh, for you. Um, but I didn't search for that. But Seems to be just got a ranking boost recently, so that's good stuff. Yeah, it's not horrible. He's doing a good job. I think it's a good solid start if he's ranking that good. For in-home tech support, then there's just more terms of you know, there's opportunity there for him. So. Yeah, yeah, but he, he did recently fall off. Uh, although that could be just because less people search for tech support in the summer. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't surprise me. You look at the search trends right there. There's that big gap. So everyone goes on vacation, et cetera, and then comes back and turns on their dusty computers and fries them. So right, 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 right. Um, sadly, now my, now my mouse has died completely. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay, so Marco Logmans asks, uh, do you know if there is any benefit by hosting some videos on Vimeo instead of YouTube? That's a great question. Um, benefit, what kind of benefit do you mean, though, Marco? Clint, do you have an idea what he's what you mean by that? There's a link opportunity benefit from there. Um, they don't typically rank very well on Google. You can try rank them on Bing, but it's a it's a good tier one link. And then if <clears throat> if you're using those for sales and stuff, those are in my opinion they're better to use Vimeo for that kind of thing uh, than YouTube. Yeah, he goes on after afterwards and he says, uh, "I mean for backlinks or video embeds." Yeah, for backlinks, it's just you know. Putting that same video you put on YouTube, put it on Vimeo, and there's another another thing. It's just like Daily Motion. There's a bunch of other sites like that. So syndicate your content. You made the video. Go ahead and put it up. Do you think video embeds uh, are used like backlinks? Do you think it works? Oh, I know for a fact it works. I mean, if you you know just depending on how you do it, where you're putting them, and again the indexing. Uh, that can be very effective. It's has it is it as effective as it used to be? Nope, because all those retards made all that software and it's kind of uh, ruined it a little bit. But if you're smart about it and you have some 
ways to send traffic to those links to get the video pulling from the API uh, to create some engagement for you, then it helps. Okay, got my mouse back now. Uh, Gene Watkins asks, what is the most accurate rank tracker for Google? I use SEO PowerSuite's rank tracker. Um, I use Microsite Masters. I, you know, I just didn't like the UI. I know Josh likes that. And then, uh, but right now they're all pretty much, you know, the closest guess. Yeah, I like the new Search Console. I like I, it goes back twelve to eight, eighteen months, and uh, it'll give you some information the other ones won't. It you need you need to know how to interpret it, but I think it's fantastic. Um, all those, most of the screenshots I showed of rank tracking is all from the new, um, is all from the new uh, Search Console. Uh, oh, uh, Gene asks, is there any rank tracking software to stack and compare rank like Google Analytics? Yeah, Search Console will do that as well. Looks pretty good. Michael asks, should I mimic first place on Google or go for average values of every site on page one in Google? Keyword density, headlines, etc. That's an interesting question. Um, <coughs> it depends on what you do. Like if you're talking about a specific piece of software, uh, or you're oh, Google's calling you, Clint. I'm telling yeah. you to stop sharing all the secrets. It's from it's from California, too. So. <laughs> it very well could be Google. Um, so I would not mimic the first place site because you might be uh, replicating their mistakes as well. Um, if you're using Page Optimizer Pro or Quora, you need to put in all uh, the more competitors, the better, because you'll get better you'll get better uh, results. And if you're just trying to manually eyeball what you should uh, mimic, don't, because it's not worth the time, in my opinion. I would learn the ranking algorithms well enough that you know what to do, and you don't need to study competitors. The only time I study competitors is when I want to do a specific question, like, like is X Y Z a ranking factor? I'll run Quora to see if it correlates, or I'll run a test. Or I'll run, or when I'm doing when I'm doing uh, on-page optimization, I'll use Page Optimizer Pro because manually looking at all those spots would be such a pain in the ass. Gene asks, "What do you think of SerpWoo?" Gene, I don't have any thoughts of SerpWoo because I have no idea what it is. SerpWoo is—it's uh, actually a really good tool. I've been in it since they launched it. Uh, CC Carter is the one who kicked it off. He's really been around in the internet space however you've got to have a use for it like there's some ORM stuff in there there's some rank tracking stuff in there there used to be some other cool tools to help you find link opportunities but those got taken out um, because people just weren't using them uh, or at least not enough people uh, to make it useful to them so uh, but it is handy, and you can see trends inside of your your market, and see people just kind of sneak up on you inside of your uh, for particular keywords, or see what changes or what happens in the search in the different algorithms from different countries, etc. So it's all right. It's you know it's it's another tool. Um, is basically the way I put it. It's just how you you use it. So. JM asks, thoughts on rebranding a new domain name when you have good rankings? Uh, JM, I don't know if that's John Mueller or not, <laughs> but, but JM, I would say my thoughts are don't. <laughs> my thoughts are if you already have rankings on a certain URL, they are tied to that URL. So can you get those ranking backs eventually? Yes. 
But will you ruin them and it could take weeks to months to get them back? Yes, it could take weeks to months to get them back. Yeah, so, it just depends on the, the purpose of why you're considering the rebrand. So exactly. I, I rebranded from Olympia SEO to Digital Ear because I wanted to get out of my city. I wanted to start expanding a little bit more. And I wasn't forth, you know, I didn't have enough foresight when I when I came up with the Olympia SEO domain name. I was just jumping on the bandwagon really. So um so if you're rebranded for that purpose, then go ahead and do it. But like Josh said, you're gonna it's gonna be painful for a little bit. If you're doing it for a client, dear God, give them the heads up that that before you do it. Um, I would almost say start the new brand uh, on the new domain and leave the old site up until your new domain is where you want it to be, and then kill the old one and three hundred one it. Yeah, definitely need to do page to level three hundred ones. Um. I even sometimes try this trick where I just do, I don't even do a 301s, I do canonicals between one domain and the next. And I let Google choose page level canonicals, and I let Google choose what version it wants. And sometimes that kind of uh, eases over the rankings, you know, slowly over time. I don't know. But the 301s are just as good. It, it, Clint is right. It depends on why you need to rebrand. And if you can, I say keep them both. Why not have two websites ranking versus one? So it's just, you know. It's all depends on what, like, like we said before, what, what is the reason for the rebrand? Easy tutorial asks, stuck at position four, should I tinker with on page or just continue to build links? Have more than number three competitors. Um, yeah. Easy tutorial, I would say you need an audit. <laughs> I don't know if I've done an audit for you already, but you need an audit. If I did an audit for you already, you need to go back to that and do some stuff in there you haven't done yet. Um, you know, don't assume that you just should throw links at it or, or just do on page. You need someone who knows the difference to look at it and say, no, look, their PAs are 30, your PA is 30, you're in range. Their TF is 30, your TF is 30, you're in range. Uh, so so let's try some on page. Or look at your on page and look at theirs and say, nope, your on page is good. You're you're in range. You don't want it. If you mess with this, you're gonna hurt it. You know, maybe you need to do social. Maybe you need to improve your conversion rate optimization. Maybe you need to improve your user metrics. Maybe you need to improve your speed. Maybe you need to add schema. Maybe you need to you, you need to do HTTPS. Maybe you need to earn a, 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 to add a terms of service. Or maybe if it's not anything I can think of just off the top of my head uh, from my, my SEO theories, maybe we need to run Cora to see what else they're doing. And and that's exactly when you would run Cora to see what everyone else is doing that you're not to maybe give you some ideas of what you should do. But just don't just don't. Just think, don't just assume it's links or on page and that's all it is. There's way more to SEO than that. Also, Easy Tutorial goes on to say, uh, guy in my niche is number one with multiple H1s on page. Yes, uh, I don't think Clint was saying that, that you will never rank if you don't have a proper outline of your page with a proper H1 and then multiple H2s and H3s and headings and subheadings. Um, but but he's, he's done that, he's seen in the field uh, the ability to rank higher by doing it, uh, you know, and again, and I see this too, and so I'm not sure. I need to test this in a controlled environment, and you know, this is not such a hard thing to test in a controlled environment. I'm going to make a note right now. Actually, here's my note of tests that you would get to see if you're part of the White Hat versus Black Hat Skype group, or one of my apprentices. This is the latest test I'm doing, and I'm going to write that down. Uh, I'm going to go. Okay, let's say. Um, Proper H1 
uh, structure with H4 versus all H1s. That would be, would that be uh, testing uh, what we were talking about here, you think, Clint? Uh, you, you can do the full retard, like he's saying, just because that one guy's right, so then your theory must be wrong. That's basically what that says to me. But what you want to do is one H1 tag on your website with the exact match keyword. One H4 tag on your website with the exact match keyword. And then your H2s and H3s, you can have as many as you want, but they all have to be related to your term. Okay, so related to main term and not main term. Right. That versus uh, same amount of H1s and keywords. Perfect. <clears throat> so that will test. That will test uh, whether it's uh, heading tags or whether it's keywords or whether it's this structure and that actual that structure actually has a boost. And if it if it works uh, and, and shows that it gives a boost, I will share it with everybody. And if it doesn't show to give a boost, I won't tell anybody. So 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 <laughs> you can keep it a secret. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ken Tippin says, any ideas on how to scale core efficiently? Ken, that's a great question. Core, as we said, is a really powerful piece of correlation software that's going to check well over 500 factors. A new version of it's coming out very soon. I have a link to get 25% off in perpetuity per month on that software, which is a pretty good link to have. Um, the problem with it, just like Page Optimizer Pro, it is page-based. So it is one uh, – sorry, it's not page-based. It's, it's search query-based. So it's one search query. You're doing one search query, and in my mind, that, that's going to relate to one page on your site. So how do you scale that? Hire someone who's really cheap and knows how to use it and get them to keep running it. That That is, I guess, the best way to do it. I know that's how Clint done it. Yeah, you honestly, you just got to find someone else. That's not a tool you scale, um, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. That's like asking, how do we scale knee surgery? Yeah, buy more copies and make sure each one of your staff has a copy of their own, I guess. That's yeah, hire hire really good knee surgeons. Don't don't try and farm it out to people who don't know what they're doing because then there'll be no no value in, in what they're doing. Neil says, isn't GSC the most accurate? Uh, I think so. I think that, that I think the new one is now. I think just you just need to know what you're looking at. Just because they say you showed up on spot four once doesn't mean you're showing up on spot four now. It means one time we decided to put you on spot four to A B test you to see if we liked it. It doesn't mean you're, you're, you're ranking on spot four now. So you need to know what you're looking at when you're looking at a uh, GSC. And it's average, isn't it? It's not a, this is where you're at now. This is where your average was for that period of time. <laughs> right. Well, it's both. So in, in Search Console, you can tell if it says 4.0 or 1.0 or 2.0, then that probably means that they did, they did query deserves diversity and they decided to A-B test you and put you on that spot one time. And, but the impression is like one or the impression is, is way lower than it should be. That mm -hmm. means they decided to cherry pick you for one, one, one search because they thought maybe this is a good candidate and we'll see if it gets clicked. And if you did, great. If you didn't, that's bad. But if it's like 7.2, then you're right. Then that's an average. And it's like sometimes you showed up at spot 11. Sometimes you showed up at spot four. They fluctuated around. They, they, they looked where everyone clicked and then they made the decision. All right, last couple questions here. Puck asked, in terms of link power, which metric would be dominant, PA, DA, or relevancy? Any tips regarding which metrics to look out for when acquiring links? Yes, I look for TF and PA. 
DA is only relevant insofar as you don't have an accurate PA uh, calculation. I look at PA and I look at TF and relevancy is important. Uh, best if the best link is on the index page of a site dedicated to your topic in the main content above the fold and it's exact match or, or, or uh, a keyword variation which is close to exact match. Second to that is a page based on your topic. Third is a, a, a paragraph based on your topic. Uh, and so that's how that goes. But but yeah, um, and also on a site that's a real site with real traffic, with real people and a real readership that's gonna get real links. Those are the kind of links that you want all day long. Anything less than that, it's a less of a chance you want it. And last but not least, can we use Cora LSI in H2 and H3s with same effect? Uh, you can. What I use is I actually use related searches. So if Josh would do a search right now just to bring up some related searches. Uh, use that in-home tech support since we're on that term might as well. So in-home tech support is H1. And then go down here and scroll to the bottom. I have keywords everywhere, and it gives me the amount of keywords. So one of those eight right there will be a related search. So there's an H2 tag. If there's nothing there or they're all crap, then you go into Google Trends and put your exact match keyword in there uh, and get those out of Google Trends. Um, that's how I come up with the H2s and H3s. I, you know, I don't really leverage that LSI a part of Quora uh, very often just because that's a rabbit hole, and I never really got any big gains out of it, and it was too much time for little gains. So, <clears throat> yeah, In this case, you want to ignore Hello Tech or Geekatoo because that's stuff that they thought you mistyped. Or it could be that Google thinks that those are highly related to what you're looking for, and those are positioned really well. So I would check those out as competitors and see what they're ranking for and give you some more keyword targets too. Yeah, actually, they're right here. Yeah, so some brands are so good. Look, they have two listings. Some brands are so good in relation to a service that they become synonymous in Google's mind with that service. And that's what's going on here. They have two listings. Um, they have the name is Hello Tech, and you want in-home tech support. It's close to Hello Tech. It's close to Home Tech. There's a little trick there that I like to use sometimes as well, confusing Google by uh, by having instead of best life insurance, na name it life's best insurances or something like that, a play on words, and Google gets confused thinking that it's kind of the same thing but not the same thing. That helps you rank uh, right off the bat without having to do anything to it. Uh, and they got two listings here and they got site links. So yeah, you're right. You could do some kind of reverse SEO where you talk about Hello Tech because uh, Google does think this is semantically related. I thought this was just a typo thing, but now I see that they're here, uh, Clint's right in my opinion. Okay, so I uh, think, thanks y'all. Well, thank you. So that is the show for today. I would like to thank Clint Butler for being here with us. And uh, tune in next week uh, at one o'clock uh, Pacific time where we will answer any more SEO questions that we can. And if you need any SEO help, if you have any SEO questions at all, if something we said didn't make any sense, email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. You can follow me at Twitter at Josh Bashinsky. You can find more videos like this at youtube.com slash jbashins, J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. The SEO mess sale is still going on, so don't, don't hesitate. 
don't email me in three weeks and say, can I still get SEO? Well, I mean, you can email me, but don't, don't if, if I say no, don't be surprised. And uh, if you need any help uh, getting those results that I showed earlier, email me and we can help you out. So as I like to always say, good luck on the SERPs. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.